again, I'm Trish, and Heather and I are back with more tips showing you how we're surviving this pandemic. Hey guys, I'm Heather. As we've shared, Trish and I are two fit models with near identical size six body measurements, and we've been paid to maintain those measurements under contract for a span of 20 plus years. We're writing a book called Paid to be Perfect to share what we've learned over those 20 plus years in an effort to help you find your own version of perfect. We hope our book will be out later this year, but in the meantime, we're sharing what works for us right now. In today's podcast, we'll share how old we are, as well as some pandemic-specific skincare tips while staying at home. Trish, let's get right at it. How old are you, and what are you doing to maintain your look during this pandemic? Well, let me start by saying I can believe... I believe that is that you can be your best at any age, regardless of what you physically look like. Do I look older than I did at 20? Absolutely. However, I wouldn't trade what wrinkles I do have now for all that I've gained since I was 20. I'm healthier, wealthier, happier than when I was 20. I'm more confident. I've built a more positive and open mind to the world around me. I have a feeling of safety about my future that I definitely didn't have at 20. So while I look older than I did at 20, I definitely would not even be able to pass as 20-something, actually. I would never trade all that I have now to look 20 again. Biological age is truly just a number. However, in saying that, we still don't want to look our biological age, right? I turned 47, almost said 37. <laughs> I turned, wouldn't that be nice? Just take 10 years off. I, Forever 37. I, yes. <laughs> I turned 47 this July 2020. Do I look 47? Well, I guess that depends on what you think 47 looks like. I can tell you, I don't think I look like 47. And I definitely don't feel what I thought 47 should feel like when I was 20. I've met people who appear older than their biological age and people who appear younger than their biological age. It really has to do with numerous factors, genetics, which we obviously have no control over, uh, what we put in our bodies for nutrition, exercise or lack thereof, mindset, and also what we put on our skin. While today we'll be talking about more this last element, what we put on our skin, please don't overlook the other elements of nutrition, fitness, and wellness because they are just as important to looking younger than, uh, younger than your biological age. Heather and I have already recorded podcasts with our recommendations and tips on these topics of fitness, nutrition, and wellness. So if you're interested in looking younger than your biological age, make sure to listen to those podcasts too and apply those practices in addition to trying our tips that we're uh, going to give you today on what to put on your skin. My story with skin's skincare started the day I turned 20. Yes, literally the day. I remember the day well. I had recently, recently arrived at my permanent active duty station at Fort Bragg, North Carolina as an army enlisted soldier. I was missing my family and friends. I had enjoyed my teen years and honestly didn't really want to enter my 20s. I remember on that day crying and being a little homesick it didn't help that I looked in the mirror and literally on my 20th birthday saw my very first wrinkle, which I believe led to more tears. Funny now when I look back and think <laughs> of someone crying at the at, uh, turning 20 and seeing a wrinkle. But yes, I did. Thinking back on it, I'm a little surprised that I 
really didn't already have wrinkles before 20 because I grew up in an era where everyone, including myself, used tanning beds. So on my 20th birthday, I made a decision. I decided that I was going to start wearing sunscreen every single day so that I could quote at the moment I thought age gracefully. I bought my first facial sunscreen that day. I don't remember what type it was, only that I tried to, with a soldier salary, trying to find a value brand with a high SPF. This is the one singular habit that I have continued every single day for the last 26 plus years to help myself age well. Yes, also um, good that it's protecting my skin from skin cancer, but to be honest, I was primarily doing it because I didn't want to look older than my age. Um, I'm sorry to share that there has not been one brand I've used religiously that I could share with you. I just try to find a brand with at least SPF 30 or above. I put it on every morning after I shower and I reapply during the day if I'm going to be out in the sun throughout the day. It has become such a habit that I even continue this habit or have continued this habit while uh, this pandemic's been going on. And it's kind of funny that I, I think back on it now through those last couple of months of the pandemic that there's some days that I don't even leave the house, yet I applied my facial sunscreen moisturizer every single morning. Yes, I've tried a laundry list of other anti-aging methods, some of which I, I share in our Paid to be Perfect book, and you'll get to read more in depth about those when it's released. However, sunscreen really is the number one element that has remained the same in my daily beauty routine for my entire adult life. And I believe a big reason that I look younger than my biological age. So it may not seem earth shattering, and I'm sure you've heard it before, but my simple tip for you today is to purchase a good facial sunscreen with at least 30 SPF and put it on every single morning. If this would be a new habit for you, I recommend that you use James Clear's habit stacking tactic for building this new healthy sunscreen habit. I've mentioned his habit stacking tactic in prior podcasts, so definitely get his book. No, I don't give it, get any royalties from it. I just, it has so helped me this one um, tactic for building good, healthy habits that, that I think it would be worth your money and time to, to invest in it. Um, so when I'm wanting to start a new healthy habit, I, and I use this tactic, I try to find one other healthy habit in my day that I can stack the new habit on top of and do it immediately following the already established habit. For example, think about the first thing you do after you get dried off from your shower in the morning. Do you brush your hair first? Then put your new daily sunscreen right next to your brush on the bathroom counter. This will cue you to put your sunscreen on imme immediately following brushing your hair. Or if you brush your teeth immediately after getting out of the shower, put your sunscreen on right next, or put the sunscreen product on, on the counter right next to your toothpaste and toothbrush. The idea is to use the already established healthy habit as a cue and visual reminder to do the new healthy habit you're wanting to start. So Heather, you're up. How old are you and what are your pandemic skincare routines? 
Well, I will get to that in a second, but first I want to just take a little pause and uh, just tell everybody that we have very recent pictures of ourselves on our Instagram account, um, close-up pictures. As a matter of fact, Trish, uh, yours, the one that you have on that you posted, the post-workout glow, that was uh, just taken a couple weeks ago, right? Yes, correct. Okay, yeah. And then I have one that I just put up there that's on there currently that was taken over this Christmas while we were in the Bahamas after I did beach yoga. Um, and I'll tell you how, how old I was in that photo in a second, but it's not retouched or edited and there are no filters. And I just want to mention that both Trish and I, um, the photos that we put up, they're not overly edited and they won't be. Um, so that's exactly how we both look in real life. And so if you want to even press pause on this podcast right now and just go take a look at our Instagram account, um, you'll see what we look like. And then you can see if you want to follow what we're saying based on that. Um, so I'll just tell one quick story before I give my big age reveal. And the reason it's, it's funny because it's not really that big of a deal to me how old I am in a certain sense. Like I actually like to tell people how old I am, but in the fashion industry, it is a big deal. Like a year ago, there was a designer who asked me point blank in a fitting while I was at Express how old I was. And uh, I just kind of froze up. I'm like, oh my God, should I say? Should I not say? Like, I don't really care. But in the fashion world, it's a little different. Um, so I think I said something like forever 29 and just like <laughs> left it at that. But I have not told anyone specifically at Express. I mean, there are people that know how old I am that are there. Trish is one of them. Um, but I haven't, you know, made it super public there, even though it's not anything that I hide. Um, so this is kind of a big deal to just say it and put it out there on a podcast my age. So here it is. I was born in July in 1970, which means I am 49 and five, six years old today. So I will be the big five all in exactly two months. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you. And surprisingly, I feel really good about it. My son thinks 50 sounds really old, and I do agree with him that that number sounds old, but I swear I feel better than I did in my 20s and 30s because I'm taking care of myself better. Um, So even though I am almost a half a century old, I firmly believe that age is a state of mind. To look your best at any age, Trish and I both believe that mindset in combination with proper nutrition and fitness is more important than any lotion or potion you put on your body or anything you inject. Uh, quick side story. I saw a man at a OSU football halftime show, a gymnast in his nineties, run up to the stage to get an award of some sort. I don't remember what it was for exactly. And he looked older for sure, as far as his gray hair and wrinkles goes, but the way he bounded up those steps to the stage made the biggest impression on me because physically he was still amazingly young for his age. That man is always in the back of my head as inspiration of what it's possible for aging to look like. Then there's people like Iman and Jennifer Lopez, and I'm like, okay, they're fantastic. If they can do it, I can do it. I just think that a big part of aging gracefully is believing it's possible and not settling for whatever age box society wants to put you in. So wear what you dig, wear your hair the way you like it, be you no matter what age you are. You know, because aging doesn't have to look or feel like what we've seen. We can create our own rules and make it work however we want to. Now, I am part black and we do tend to age well thanks to genetics. The sun is just kinder to our skin because of our melanin. 
So I'm, of course, very thankful for my black genes, my black ancestors. But if I did bad stuff to my body regularly and allowed my mindset to be shit all the time, I still wouldn't look well, even with that evolutionary advantage. Way back when, when I was a kid, and by kid, I mean in my 20s and 30s, that's how old I am, that I think of them as kids now. But when I was that age, I didn't take care of myself the way I do now. I didn't have to, again, thanks to my genes. But I had many, many late nights out, drinking way too much and all kinds of debauchery along the way, like kids do. And if I continued behaving that way regularly, there's no way I would age well. I'd look just as tired and old as I'd be making myself feel. It's not that I never indulge in a late night of excess. I definitely do sometimes, but I just don't do it often anymore. And not having to focus on damage control from late nights out, but instead focusing on consistent health and wellness habits certainly helps a lot at this age. However, I do have a skincare regimen that I follow, but again, that's secondary to everything we talk about in our book, Paid to be Perfect, and we've touched on a few of those points in our other podcasts. But as a general rule for skincare, I think it's important to have clean and well-moisturized skin before you go to bed, and like Trish, I believe in sunscreen as well. Even though I am part black, I wear sunscreen on my face every day. And nine times out of 10, I'm also in a hat and sunglasses if I'm outside in the sun for any length of time. I wear a visor when I run. And if I'm biking or walking my dog, I'm in a hat. Anytime I'm in the sun for over a half hour is kind of my rule. That is one of my main skincare tips. Keep your face out of the sun and get your vitamin D on the rest of your body. Uh, I have all of my main skincare tips in our book, including my favorite a uh, facial sunscreen that I use. It's actually an SPF 50. Um, and I have my favorite cream of all time that I've used since my late 20s in the book as well. But for now, rather than talk about those specifics, I'll move on to pandemic specific skincare tips that I've been doing while at home. So first I want to talk about Botox. I've had Botox, but I don't do it currently. And I haven't for over two and a half years because of the LED mask that I use several times a week. I use the infrared light on the LED mask. For Botox, I could drive somewhere and pay a lot of money every few months to get needles injected into my face, which is about as fun as it sounds. I even cried once and it doesn't really hurt that bad. I'm just not, all, not at all fond of needles, especially in my face. Or I could lay in my bed and meditate while I put on my LED mask that costs less than one Botox appointment and just chill. I picked the second option for now because it's just more fun. Nothing against those that love injectables and who knows if I'll ever feel the need to try it again. It's just not my thing for right now. And I include this as a pandemic tip because for people that do injectables, maybe an LED mask is something to try instead since you can't get to appointments right now. And also because lying there with my mask on is another me moment in my day right now, which is so important. I'm all about anything that gives me a way to create a little space for myself, to recharge and be better for those around me. And this is one good way for me to do it. For me, I would rather add something zen to my schedule than add something stressful any day, but especially now during pandemic times, it's even more important. And for those who think they don't have time to meditate, sitting or lying with the mask on is a way to do something while you are meditating or even just relaxing while listening to music or listening to your breath. If anyone wants info about the current LED mask I'm using that I've been using for the last couple of years that I love, I can post a link in the comments or you can just send me a message and I'd be happy to give you the link personally. Just know that you do have to use the LED mask regularly to see results. So it's not something you want to just purchase and then let collect dust. 
My next tip is about shaving. I've heard many people say that they're happy. They don't have to shave or wear a bra during the quarantine. And I was like that with shaving for the first couple of weeks, maybe. But now I'm shaving as normal, even if it doesn't matter to my husband of 27 years, because it feels good to me and makes me feel clean. And it's really all those little things that you do for yourself that add up and give you a lift. So to me, being freshly shaved feels nice and I do it. Really, any little bit helps. I'm staying bra-free, though, maybe indefinitely. Um, <laughs> Another thing I've been doing is trying out different uh, products from any beauty sample packs I've had laying around for who knows how long. Now is a good time to try out anything new on your skin, especially since you don't have to cover it in makeup and because you don't have to do your super quick morning routine before you leave the house. You have more time to change it up with new sample products. For makeup, I've been putting on a little, but not every day, just when I do something extra special like a grocery store trip or a coffee run. We have this little coffee shop near where I live that is so good. It's a perfect uh, dog walk away. So a special dog walk is a day for a little makeup for fun. Uh, another thing to make sure you're doing this pandemic and regularly is washing your makeup brushes. I have good brushes that I've had for years that I bought way back when I was modeling full time and needed a face full of makeup regularly. I have mostly Trish McAvoy brushes that were expensive back then, but they have lasted me for years and years. I wash them probably every few weeks to a month at least. I use shampoo to clean them and let them air dry. And I wash them after traveling, after coming home from a trip or after I've been sick. So if you're sick, definitely wash your makeup brushes. Next, you should throw out your old makeup. That should be a no brainer, but I had a friend get an eye infection who used old mascara. So don't do that. Anything that's over a year old, throw it out and don't spend a small fortune on mascara either since it goes bad use the drugstore brands which is actually what i recommend for a lot of different things um, that i'll get into in the book this is also a good time for me to use oils i've used a ton of oils and moisturizer on my face and extra lotion on my feet i walk around looking like an oil slick after applying it on my face but i feel like this is as good of a time as any for deep cleaning deep hydration and experimentation with what works without having to throw on makeup and run out the door. Rosehip oil is what I'm using now, but I've been experimenting with a lot, including some recently sent to me by a friend to check out. Hi, Stephanie. Um, in non-pandemic times, I don't use oils in the morning, so I don't look greasy, but I do love them at night. And lately while at home, I love oils all day long. For breakouts, I usually have pretty clear skin, although my face did break out in the beginning of this, but I think that was due to the stress of the situation. Afterwards, I started putting a couple of drops of tea tree oil in my moisturizer because it boosts wound, he wound healing and fights acne. And I also started using colloidal silver as a toner. Now that my skin is, is as clear as it usually is, I'm not doing the tea tree, but if I have another stress breakout, or even if I feel a cold coming on, I'll definitely start doing that again as an added protective measure. I have kept up with the colloidal silver as a toner because of its antibacterial and antiseptic properties. So it's one of those things I'm doing just to feel like I'm doing something in an effort to have extra clean skin since I touch my face all the time. As soon as they say, don't touch your face, how can you not, right? So the pandemic skincare tips I recommend are Use an LED mask with the infrared light for anti-aging. Shave because it feels good. Use new samples you haven't tried to mix it up. Clean your makeup brushes. Throw out old makeup. Experiment with oils. Maybe add a few drops of tea tree to your moisturizer 
or try using colloidal silver like a toner on a cotton ball after cleansing as a way to feel extra clean and fresh. And I really recommend the tea tree and the colloidal silver if you're feeling, you know, sick or run down at all as a good uh, um, way to kind of combat that. So now you know how old I am. I'm supposed to be having a 50th birthday party this summer and I'm trying to take it day by day so as not to make it yet another canceled thing. So we'll see what happens. But birthday party or not, I have a lot to be thankful for. And I'm looking forward to celebrating 50 trips around the sun this summer. And now you also know what I'm doing for my skin to up my pandemic skincare routine. We share more of our daily skincare tips in our book, as I've said, and plenty of other specific products. But for now, while we're all still at home, I hope that whatever you do on the surface of your skin makes you feel a little better and a little lighter on the inside, as it's just another thing to do to help make yourself feel and look your perfect. Trish, are you ready to close us out? Yes, absolutely. And thanks for those tips. I actually took some notes myself. <laughs> okay, so we want to thank you once again for listening to our Paid to Be Perfect podcast, Pandemic Edition. Sharing with all of you continues to help us focus our attention on something good. And we've loved starting this podcast and look forward to creating more. Know that this is just our roadmap and what works for us, but you're you. So take from us what feels right and make it your own, however that looks for you, especially during this ever-changing time. If you want to hear more, please like and follow our Paid to Be Perfect podcast with Heather and Trish. It's on several different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and more. You can check out our newly updated IG account, which shows all the podcast platforms in the highlights, as well as recent pictures of us. And we'll have lots of photos and ongoing tips in the stories. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Ask us questions about anything or give us your ideas for what you want to hear in future podcasts. We want this to be fun and have you engage with us. And we want to help in whatever way we can from our corners of our homes. So stay tuned for more, including info about our book, Pay to Be Perfect. Stay safe, be well, and remember, you're perfect. <laughs>